Where does the San Jose Sharks prospect pool rank among different media outlets? And what do our guys, Sebastian and Hattie at Locked on NHL Prospects, think of the Sharks prospect pool? We're going to dive into some of the different rankings, hear from Hattie and Sebastian today, and all that. And my, what I think of the Sharks prospect pool. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at Inside the Rink. Um, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably a part of Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, or at least three days a week right now as we're in off-season mode. And if you want to be in every day, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can subscribe for free on YouTube as well. And say we're diving into uh, where the Sharks prospect pool ranks because it is that time of year. Everyone is putting out their prospect pool rankings. So we're going to look at what what some people what some people out there think of the Sharks prospect pool. What Hattie and Sebastian think of the prospect pool, and kind of my reaction to that, and what the the work that Mike Beard needs to do uh, in the years to come. But before we get into all that, I do want to let you guys know today's episode is brought to you guys by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedNHL. Enter promo code LockedNHL for a free white tech hat with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. So the Sharks prospect pool has been steadily working up and getting better, right? You you look back to kind of in the Sharks peak of of their powers you know that 2018-19 that season um, when they were you know trying to win it all and kind of where that prospect pool was then um kind of where it is now and you you have seen a lot of growth and kind of the the approach that they've been taking of just trying to add bodies to it right and they've done that you know you look at that 2020 draft class and um adding guys like Brandon Coe, uh, Bortolo, you have Ozzy Weisblatt, Daniel Gushin, Tristan Robbins. Like you can point to a lot of these guys and yeah, I, I can see a path to this guy playing NHL games here soon. You know, and then you started in, in that 2021 adding some blue chip talent, right? Um, getting William Eklund at pick number seven. Uh, and then 2022, you know, adding some more pieces that you – feel really good about now um i know the sharks had to have a pick they moved back but getting you know instead of getting pick number 11 you end up getting phil b said cam Lunn, and matthias havlet and then this year right sharks really bottom out getting will smith who you think is going to be a blue chip quality player um getting quentin musty who's going to be a you know has a chance to be a really good player as well very kind of boomer bust but at 26 right you can you see the path to him being a a top six player um you know adding some more pieces in in this year's draft and projecting the sharks to not be good for the next couple of seasons like you can you can see the game plan for them so let's kind of see where where some outlets have the sharks ranked and we'll start with our friends over at the athletic um cory promen has the sharks ranked 13th um which i feel is a little bit low, but I can I can see it, right? 
Um, you know, he has kind of talking about the Sharks, but they, they've done a lot to add to their front, especially when you have Will Smith and Phil B said, um, right, who I, I mentioned, but still need to add more on the on the blue line, which I think we can all agree there. Um, he does have Will Smith ranked number one. Um Eklund, number two in their prospect pool. Muka Madola, number three. Bisset, four. Quentin Musty, five. Bordolo, six. Lund, seven. Henry Thrun, eight. Casper Holton, and nine. Um, and Matthias Havlid, ten. And then he goes on to rank uh, uh, some more guys. So with kind of some other guys who he thinks has chances to play um, NHL games. But, you know, interesting rankings. I would probably, I mean, I did my rankings, and I think I had Musty at number three. Um so, you know, you can kind of pick some names there out of a hat when you start to kind of get past Eklund and and, uh, and Smith and how you like, how you project those guys to go. So uh, I know Promin does lean a little bit more towards height um, and size, which is that is his priority. Everybody has how they like to, uh, to kind of rank their guys. So um, looking over at uh, Yahoo, Ian Kennedy. So he wrote this in July. Uh, right after the draft, um, he has the Sharks ranked number 10. So just behind him were the Flyers, the Coyotes, and then just in front of the Sharks, he has the Kraken and the Wild. So he has the top three picks of Bordolo, Eklund, and Shakir Mukumadulin. Um, I think Will Smith is their best prospect easily in my eyes, to be honest, but that's just me. Um, so he writes, and he wrote this again, uh, begin July. When your prospect pool can keep Will Smith and Phil be set out of the top three, that's depth alongside Bordolo and Echo and the Sharks shouldn't struggle with goal scoring. Shakira Mukumadillon could turn into an absolute steal coming from the New Jersey Devils in return for Timo Meyer. Henry Thrun looks like a promise seen for a team whose biggest organizational gap is young blue liners. A trade sending out Eric Carlson could help solve that issue. Spoiler, it did not. Um, yet, at least. Other names to watch in San Jose's system include Cameron Lund, Casper Holton, and Quentin Musty. And then if we look at uh, Byron Bader's hockey prospecting tool, so his is more on kind of scoring and kind of the way he builds his tool is, you know, based on scoring and projecting um, that kind of NHL equivalency. So he has the Sharks uh, ranked 10th overall. Uh, Their skater pool, he has ranked 8th, and the goalie ranking is 20th. And I feel like that is being kind um, in in my eyes or where the goalies are ranked because I'm not feeling super great about the goalie prospect pool right now. We'll, we'll talk more about what the sharks need to do here at the end of the show. But, um, you know, he has Will Smith as a, so again, his star probability is uh 0. 0.7, uh, points per game. Um, and then an NHL or probability for him is, played 200 NHL games, uh, sorry, 0.7 for forwards. I think it's like 0.45, if I remember correctly, somewhere around there for defensemen as a scoring. Um, but so he has Will Smith as a 76% star probability uh, with an 80% NHL probability. Um, Henry Thrun, he has a 26 star probability uh, with a 68% uh, NHL probability. And then Eklund, he's got third at 22% star probability with a 92% NHL probability. And then he's got Musty fourth at 20% and 62%, which again kind of goes in that boomer bust type mode with him. And then Luca Cagnoni at number five. Um, so uh, interesting there with, with kind of the rankings among 
where the Sharks are. So our friends at Locked On NHL Prospects, though, have the Sharks ranked fifth. And I was, to be honest, I was a little surprised when I learned of where they were ranked because I kind of have them ranked in that kind of 10, 9, 8, uh, just because we'll get to the end. Some of the the holes they still have in their prospect system. And again, no prospect system is perfect. Um, as guys graduate um, or maybe kind of move out and you your teams get better, right? You go from a rebuilding team to that fun, frisky team to a contending team. Um, and the Sharks, you know, they, they still have a lot of holes to fill before they start to become one of those fun, frisky teams. But um, they're going to go through and kind of talk about where the Sharks, you know, the pieces they've added, um, why they're excited about guys, you know, like Musty and Will Smith. And they do the big question about Will Smith is if he can be a center. And I think the Sharks are going to do everything in their power to make him a center. Um you know, they talk about that. They talk about Cagnoni. They talk about some of the different players in the Sharks prospect pool. So before we get to our friends, uh, Hattie and Sebastian, do need to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. And if you guys have been listening to Lockdown Sharks for any amount of time, you know Bird Dogs are an essential part uh, especially my weekend activities, right? We're schools back now. Um, we got cross country meets. We got flag football meet uh, events. Um, it's a million degrees here in Fresno all the time. I need a pair of shorts that I can get me through the day. I'm just being a dad, right? Um, whether, like I said, I'm at one of the school kids' school events. Maybe we're at a Costco. Maybe we're at Target. Maybe we're going to the brewery. Maybe you know we're going to a concert. Whatever we're doing. I need some shorts where one, they'll keep me cool, and two, I look good in them. And that's where Bird Dogs comes in. Um, they have the anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Um, they have the built in underwear, which I was skeptical. I'm not gonna lie, I was very, very skeptical about the built in underwear, but it is an absolute game changer. It keeps things cool, it keeps things from sticking, if you know what I mean. Um, if you want to try some Bird Dogs, Gonna make her super easy for you. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter the promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat with your order as birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. So we're gonna get right into it with team number five in our prospect pool breakdown. We've got the San Jose Sharks. Um, now the Sharks are an interesting one, they've got a lot of depth in. Um, some decent positions. What I really like, though, is the prospect quality up top. They just added Will Smith in the 2023 NHL draft um, with their with their first pick of the draft, and that was a decent pickup. Um, you know, we're we're both really good fans of Oliver Moore, of Ryan Leonard, uh, but Will Smith really separated himself in most scouts' eyes as the best best prospect out of the NTDP, and there was a reason he was picked up in the top five. So, um, you know, what I've really liked from Will Smith this year is just the intelligence, the awareness and the play selection that he shows in this year. But, you know, in terms of what held him back in our rankings at Dauber prospects and what made him more of a player in the caliber of an Oliver Moore, or Ryan Leonard, just talk me through it because we, we've had this debate all year with our scouts. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, in the end, Smith, what did end up being our top ranked NTDP player, yeah. But I think what, what kept him maybe one step below where other scouts and were likely a lot of NHL teams had him for us mm-hmm. was that we were a bit concerned with just how reliant he was on his superior intellect in the USHL context. He was yeah. really outthinking a lot of opponents. 
and was relying on the extra space and time that he was able to to make for himself. Mm -hmm. And that's what really enabled him to flash his skills when he had that space and time. And while I have no concerns with his problem solving skills and being able to improvise, I am a little bit curious to see just how he adapts in terms of how he plans attacks at the NCAA level. Mm -hmm. I'm not quite sure he's going to translate to the NCAA just as smoothly as a guy like Logan Cooley did. Mm -hmm. However, I think that Will Smith is a fantastic prospect. But I think one more thing that held him back a little bit in our eyes is that we are not quite convinced that he is a center. And that is quite a big asterisk to have next to his name because uh, he was drafted to play down the middle and uh, San Jose will want him as a centerman going forward. Uh, However, because of his lackluster defensive game, he's not necessarily always engaged. Uh, He plays quite well around the perimeter and around the outside, but when he has to force his way to the inside, he can struggle a little bit against stronger competition. He's not all that physically mature and he doesn't have the physical tools that other undersized players have. So while he's the same height as Ryan Leonard, he does not have Ryan Leonard's physical tools and that will make it a little bit more difficult for him to play that inside driven game. Mm -hmm. But he's certainly smart enough and he has all the tools to compensate for it. I'm just curious to see exactly how he does it against college competition. Yeah. And I think that'll be the main benchmark to see kind of what the progression will be for Will Smith because creativity wise, he doesn't have a comparable. I mean, he's up there with the most creative players I've seen. Um, The mitts on him are insane. I mean, he just, he can wiggle and stick handle his way through opponents really easily at the OSHL level. Um, And on top of that, Great playmaker and an underrated shot. I really like the 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 release that he has, the velocity and power that he's able to put on a shot. I feel like that went under the radar having played with Ryan Leonard and being kind of fortunate in a situation where he's feeding him most of the time. Um, I'm interested to see what he does in more of a trigger man role because I think they can fill that pretty well and become kind of a 30, 35, maybe even 40 goal guy at the next level um, if he kind of develops that element of his game. But there's a lot of ways to go, which is why he wasn't kind of a clear-cut top three guy like it was on most rankings in, in the public and private sphere. But... Um, for me, it was he was the type of guy who was at the top of that next tier after kind of Leo Carlson, Zach Benson. After that conversation, for me, Will Smith was right behind them in that next tier and, and kind of at the top of that tier. So I'm pretty satisfied with where he ended up on our Dopper Prospects rankings, but he might make us look foolish, a bit like Logan Cooley did uh, on my rankings. Adam ranked sixth six overall in his draft year. That's been looking pretty uh, ridiculous after one year of college. So we never know. We'll see where that goes. Um but moving on, moving on from Will Smith, there's still a decent amount of prospects to mention for the Sharks, and that's why they're so high uh, in our rankings, is that their prospect pool depth is really interesting. Now, they have William Eklund, who just graduated. Um, he played 17 games over the course of two seasons, nine games last year and eight games uh, this year. Um, so he's out of the picture, but we still have Quinn Musty, who was picked up much later than he should have gone. Uh, for me, he was arguably in the same tier as Will Smith in terms of, of, of the quality of, of his upside. Uh, we're talking about a guy who's really raw, who did, does need to develop his game in certain areas. His decision-making is still inconsistent. But what was really interesting to me is that at the start of the year, after he had just come back from Mono, I was having a lot of trouble seeing him... Um, kind of develop his hockey sense into a quality. For me, it was a clear weakness in his game. He had all the tools in the world, but not much of a toolkit to put it together and put it to use. But by the end of the year, my later viewings in March and April of Will Smith, of of, uh, Quentin Mussey, it became very clear that not only was his hockey sense not a weakness, it was probably his biggest strength. 
which was very interesting to see combined with a skill set because he's a big guy. He can skate fairly well. His, his stride is a bit wonky, but the output is pretty good. Um, he, he's got a fantastic shot. He's got fantastic hands. Some of the best playmaking elements in this draft. I mean, skill-wise alone, he's probably a top-five prospect. It's just the question marks outside of that that really kept him outside of that conversation. Um, and why he ended up in the 20s. Um, but for me, Will Smith, uh, Quentin Musty, for me, just really screams high quality, high upside player who will need a lot of time. I'd be surprised if he's in the NHL by his third or fourth year. Um, but still, this is a prospect who could very well become a high end first liner. Um, anything I didn't mention that you want to talk about for, Mus- uh, for Musty? He's really good. <laughs> that's about it you, that's, you covered most bases there yeah yeah absolutely outside of that we've got a couple names i'll let you talk me through them um especially on d there's some interesting options for san jose for sure but, but I'll, I'll leave one particular defenseman up to you uh but i'll start off with one of my favorite players in this uh prospect pool daniel gushchen uh this is a guy that i have loved since the draft year uh i, I thought he was awesome in muskegon in the ushl in yep. what twenty twenty. One or 2020? I think it's 2020. But whichever year it was, he was awesome. And he went on to play excellently in the OHL. I got to watch him live a couple times. And he was always the best player on the ice. And he just continued that trend going into the AHL. Uh, and even got into two NHL games. And he's a point-a-game player in the NHL. So, you know, Daniel Gushin, my boy. I'm very proud of him. But this is a player who's extremely skilled. He's very, very uh, um, intense. He plays with with tremendous pace. Uh, He's a very, very good playmaker. He has a a plus-level shot. He has all the tools to be a really effective uh, middle six uh, contributor, especially Mm -hmm. offensively. But he's also been really growing out his defensive game. And he's, he, he has a, he's built himself quite a nice fallback game if the offense doesn't quite hit like Mm -hmm. I think it will. Uh, and he's one of my favorite players in this pool in terms of enjoyability of watching. Absolutely. But there are so many names in here. I mean, guys like Brandon Coe and Tristan Robbins are awesome. Same with Ethan Cardwell. Casper uh, yep. Halton was a great pickup. This is a player that really grew on me quite a bit as the season went on in, uh, mm-hmm. in, this, in this past season. And uh, he has a great shot. He's a really intelligent goal scorer. At the U18s, he was the guy for finland he was everything finland <laughs> it had. was a one-man team it was absurd uh and but he's going to london. really good and yeah. he's going to london in the ohl i think the ohl is going to be really good for him in terms of developing because uh he was a bit reliant on the extra space he had uh on the finish ice especially in junior hockey and learning to play within especially playing like through contact around the slot and mm-hmm. uh i'm hoping to see him develop a better bumper goal scoring game when yeah. he has a lot like 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 less space to work with mm-hmm. and i think this is a guy that could really be a middle six goal scorer and could maybe hit upwards of 20 25 goals yep absolutely and on top of that they've got some defense some decent defensive depth i mean you're looking at a guy like matthias Havilad as a top end kind of number two number three upside guy really good offensively great uh quality of 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 kind of being able to move around the ice find some space same for luca Cagnoni, who's probably one of my favorite uh defensemen of last year's draft a guy i had kind of as a lock in my top 20 who ended up in the hundreds your boy this is your boy a hundred percent. And I'm, I'm still kind of hitching my wagon on this guy and, and kind of riding it to into the sunset. I really love the, the intelligence on him for me. It was the smartest defenseman out of the 2023 NHL draft and to see him available 
in the hundreds. It's just absolutely absurd. I think this is a fantastic pickup uh, for the San Jose Sharks. They've got Shakir Mohamedoulin, who's been decent in the AHL, surprisingly, 10 points in 12 games. He's always been very chaotic to me, uh, but we'll see where he goes because a lot of his decision making is iffy, but he's got a lot of really interesting tools. So I'm curious he's to see fun. how that develops. Absolutely. Uh, they've also dra- they've also picked up Henry Thrun for a draft pick, um, which is a pretty uh, decent piece of work. So defensively, they got a decent amount of upside. Um, goalie wise, I mean, they they are lacking for me so far, um, but we'll see where that goes. They still have a couple drafts to kind of round that out. But I think adding a really good defensive, um, a really good goaltending prospect would really catapult San Jose into the top three conversation. All right, so pretty interesting what what Hattie and Sebastian thought about the Sharks prospect pool and kind of the the approach, right? They have a lot of depth, like I mentioned earlier, right? You got Bordelow, you got Robbins, you got Weisblatt, you got, you know, a bunch of these guys, but I I still think there's three issues that the Sharks need to address, and this isn't going to happen overnight, right? My career is in year two of this rebuild, and year one legitimately of, of, like, actually being in it right now just kind of showing up to work and then trying to put out a bunch of fires the next day but i think the first thing is they still need blue chip talent they more blue chip talent right you look at successful rebuilds that have kind of gone through right and you kind of point to the devils as kind of being that next team right and they've had they've got some luck that's part of it, right? Gaining some luck drafting early. Um, that's part of being bad, but winning the lottery, um, you know, kind of moving up in the lottery. And you look at, you know, like the Hughes brothers, right? Both those guys project to be difference makers in the NHL. Um, Jack Hughes, already a, a superstar. Um, Luke Hughes looks like he's going to be just an outstanding player. Um, you know, you, you've gotten a bunch of, guys that they have drafted early and who have hit and developed and it looks like they're going to be flushed with talent for a a, a the, the the near future right um the sharks need more of those and you 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 can point to equin who i think is going to be a star um will smith who has a chance to be a superstar in the nhl quentin musty very boomer bust but if he hits he's going to be a star type of player difference makers guys you can point to who can change games and we know that's what wins in the NHL. Those difference makers who can do something special um, and just put a team on their back if they need to and win a game. Um, the structures need more of those guys. So I think that was the first thing. And probably going to have a chance to address that uh, in this year's draft because they're probably going to be bad. Again, picking, you know, potentially top three. Number two, they need a, a dude on the blue line, right? Someone who can kind of help slot in the rest of your blue line prospects. Um, right. Mukumadulin, you like, but you probably want him more as a two or three. Um, same thing with Havlid, you know, same thing with, with uh, Cagnoni. You probably want these guys more as your twos or threes and not your best defensemen. And they, they still need that. So if the Sharks, if they're somehow aren't picking in the top five, maybe they're picking at six, seven. I want them to be the team that's the first team to pick a defenseman in this year's draft. Again, if they're not picking in the top three, pick, you need, you should be the team picking the first defenseman because this year's draft class is projecting to have a lot of good defensemen um, and in the top, uh, top 10. So, 
that can help solve more blue chip players and a a blue chip defenseman that's helped kind of slot in the rest of your guys and then you don't need you're not hoping for your Cagnonis to work out your Havlis to work out um you can kind of if those guys work out, that's even better for, for your system. And they're going to work out and be kind of more natural roles for them. So, um, and then I, we all know the goaltending, right? And was really hoping the Sharks would take a swing on a goaltender um, in this year's draft. You know, Mike Greer said this didn't really work out with their board. Um, I think there was a bit of a run on goaltending in that kind of beginning end of the second beginning of the third and the sharks really just weren't able to or kind of and that second round there's a lot of kind of a goaltending run the sharks just kind of missed out on it and that that happens but they need to be aggressive in trying to find a goaltender um whether it's acquiring a prospect which is hard to do um or just getting be getting one in the draft and that should be one of their their top priorities is walking at it with a goaltender they feel can be the guy in the future. Um, and I know goaltending, it's hard to project. A lot of different factors go into it. But if everything works out right, the Sharks have a chance to kind of maybe hit three of, all three of those um, in one round this year, right? If the Sharks are really bad, um, they get a top three pick. They're going to get... Uh, another blue chip player to add to their pipeline uh, among the forwards. Um, if the Penguins are meh this year and they, they maybe they just miss the playoffs or they just squeak in or and then they get knocked out in the first round, you're going to have a top 20 pick there, right? Um, and then if the Devils are good and they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're getting another first round pick there, even though it's going to be at the end. So there's a chance for Mike Greer to kind of help answer some of these questions in one round here. So we are projecting a lot is a long time from now. Um, but in this, this process is going to be a long process and adding quality to this, this process, this prospect pool, but you start to do those things. And then this prospect pool going from, you know, 13 through, you know, eight kind of range starts becoming a top five, three prospect pool um, in the league and going from in, in a matter of five years, going from one of the worst prospect pools in the NHL, because you're trying to win Stanley cup to one of the five best prospect pools, because you've been bad. Um, then you can start to see the future. So, um, you know, still a lot of work for my career, but again, adding, and it's just blue chip players, guys who can be difference makers, uh, no matter the position. Trying to get somebody on the back end who you think can be your number one defenseman um, in the future, especially with the way the NHL is going, where you want those puck moving offensive defensemen. Um, that fourth forward at times, it's it's harder to find one of those guys than it is to find a stay at home defenseman, right? Um, but those guys are the game changers, right? We we saw Eric Carlson single handedly do it. A bunch of times last year. Um, so go go find your own, your next Eric Carlson, right? The Sharks have, this is going to be the first year in a long, long time. The Sharks have not had a bona fide puck moving, awesome defenseman um, roaming the blue line. Like it's It's been 15, you know, 20, almost 20 years at this point uh, since they've had, had one, gone a season without one of those. So, Go find one of those guys that you can you feel really good about, and then you got to figure out the goaltending. Um, it's a mess. You got to figure out the goaltending. F 
find a prospect who you who you believe can be a number one goalie for you in the league, a, a, a top 10, just a top 15. I'll take that. Just find me a goalie who you think can be a top 15 goalie in the league and hope he can get hot at some point. So um, that's going to be it for me today. Make sure you guys are uh, checking out the Locked On NHL Prospects podcast. Hattie and Sebastian do a great job. Uh, we know the Sharks are going to be bad. You're probably going to want to learn more and more about the prospects. So Hattie and Sebastian got you covered. Uh, so make sure you guys are, are following them. Give them a subscription. Um, go check out what they're doing as well. So, um, But that's going to be it for me today. Um, you can follow, of course, the show wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube as well. You can follow on uh, social media, on Twitter. Uh, threads, Instagram, Facebook at Locked on Sharks. Follow me on Twitter and threads at my fry hole. And tomorrow we'll be back uh, with Erica from the Locked on Kraken. We're going to stay to the Kraken and see what's going up on up in Seattle. So uh, until then, bye friends. <laughs>